Today's podcast episode is about a subject that is important to me, just something that I care a lot about that I don't think gets quite enough attention. And that is the experience of grief that many people feel around the holiday season. Not everyone is having that beautiful Hallmark Christmas. Some people are really in a painful place in their lives. And so I like to each year give some attention to the mental health experience that many are having around the holiday season. So this year we're talking about grief at the holidays. And if this is something that's interesting to you and you'd like to do a deeper dive into the subject of grief, the book that I wrote that came out last year called Touching Two Worlds um, is, I think, a really, really helpful resource. One that is both informative and educational and has a lot of heart and soul to it. So if you haven't picked up a copy of Touching Two Worlds, it's a gift that's helpful for you. It's also a very giftable gift. So if you have people in your lives that are really experiencing grief or have recently lost someone, it can be a resource to hand off that they pick up when they have the energy to pick it up. One of the things that I like about the book is it's a grief book, but it's not like so, so sad. There's some humor and there's a lot of uh, practical tools and application that I think I wrote the book so that it could be helpful to people who are having a hard time. So if that serves you, you can find it on Amazon and your local bookstore, Barnes and Noble, like all the places the books exist. And I'm very happy to have it out in the world. I hope it is useful to you. So let's jump in. Let's think a little bit about how grief shows up during the holiday season. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means. Sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. The holidays are upon us, and uh, I think that necessitates a bit of a conversation around grief. I know that holidays are a time for many of gathering and joy and busyness and hustle and music concerts and gatherings with friends and family. And there is a lot of joy during this season. There's a lot of joy to be had. But if you know my work at all or know the things that I have been talking about and writing about for the last couple of years, joy can also go hand in hand with grief. And because there is such an emphasis on relationships and on family and on this sort of cultural stereotype of this full table full of food and full of people and full of love, Grief is really, really alive because it's, of course, longing for the people with whom one would have gathered either at different periods in your life in the past or the people with whom you'd like to be gathering. Grief comes in all kinds of forms. Of course, it comes when someone dies. It comes through a miscarriage. It comes through a broken relationship with someone who is lost in addiction. A lot of those feelings of loss get exacerbated around the holiday season. So this is your friendly reminder that joy and grief can go hand in hand. You can be someone who loves the holidays, who loves the 
big table and loves all of the presents and just all of the stuff and also have twinges of grief happening inside of you. They're not mutually exclusive. And you can also be someone who does not like the holidays, who doesn't like the memory, or maybe who just doesn't like the story, who maybe never had happy holidays as a child and so doesn't carry that sort of hallmark nostalgia forward with an expectation that you're going to replicate these romantic Santa Claus-filled kind of experiences into your adulthood or for your children. For some of us, our early life experiences of holidays were, you know, destroyed by violence or by alcohol or by pathology that existed in our, in our childhood families. And the idea of carrying forth traditions that remind us of those things isn't helpful. And so it's okay, perfectly mentally healthy, perfectly reasonable decision to decide I'm somebody that doesn't like the holidays and I'm not going to do the traditions. I'm opting out. I'm doing something else. A few things that I think are really important to keep in mind when it comes to grief during the holidays. One is that grief looks and feels and acts a little bit different every year. There's not one script that you follow that determines how grief is going to show up in a given holiday season. Maybe some years it's really joyful for you to remember your loved ones who have passed over. And other years it might be really, really difficult. Maybe one year you're particularly aware of the child that's not present because he or she was lost to a miscarriage. And maybe other years that, that doesn't bother you. It's not top of mind. You don't think about it around a holiday tree. Some years, faith or religious traditions may be really important to you, other years not. So I, I think it's important to take each year or each holiday as it is and not believe that there's some important script that you have to follow in order to get through the holidays. The things that got you through past holidays or the things that were life-giving or joyful might not land the same this time. So don't put pressure on yourself to have a predictable experience I think that grief has a mind of its own and maybe there's some patterning, some predictability, but there's also a lot of elements of grief that just come up inside of you as they come. And there's no wisdom in forcing that to be other than it is. Secondly, I think it is really helpful and important to narrate grief for the people around you. Especially during the holidays, people are pretty wrapped up in their own lives. They're busy. They've got a full schedule. And so it can be easy to overlook or forget the ripeness of grief in your life. So when people ask how you are, take the chance to give a real answer. To say, you know, I'm doing okay, but grief is really alive for me during this holiday season. I'm really missing my dad this Thanksgiving, or I'm really thinking about my cousin and his family. It's all right to be authentic and a little bit vulnerable about your true emotional state without feeling like you're going to sink the ship or ruin the party or be Debbie Downer. I really think that all of us would do better in our society if we could hold negative emotion or complicated feelings with more grace, with less shame or with less stigma around saying, I'm okay, I'm fine, I'm still functional, but my heart is tender. My heart is tender. I'm a bit sad. I'm thinking about my people. Third thing that I think it is important to remember is to check on your people. 
there can be this kind of confluence of mental health crisis that happens around the holidays. It's part dark and cold if you live in northern climates. It's part grief. It's part loneliness. And it's part also the stress of the holiday experience for a lot of people, a lot of coming and going, a lot of financial expenditure. And so this tends to be a time of year when people just are not doing super well emotionally. So maybe even taking a quiet moment and jotting down a few names of people in your world, in your life that you have a little bit of worry about, you're a little concerned about, take the steps to check on them. Make a plan for following up, send a card, send a text, give a call, but be aware of the people around you. Maybe that elderly neighbor who this is their first holiday season after their wife passed on, or maybe that young parent who is, you know, trying to do the holiday thing for the first time with their little children after they split up with their partner. There are all kinds of storylines happening around us all the time where people are carrying really heavy things and are struggling. And it is quite a thing in a human story just to have someone witness your struggle, to recognize it, witness it, call it out. You don't even necessarily need to offer a great deal of help, although perhaps there's some help you can give. I think the attention and the care and the witnessing tends to go a long way in the lives of most people. If you are running a business or in a place of authority during the holiday season, spend some time sort of reviewing the year and remembering any team members that you had who lost significant people in their lives. Consider making a donation in memoriam of those people. Consider reaching out to those people on your team and saying, hey, I recognize that this is the year that you lost your mom. I'm really thinking about you during this holiday season. I would like to offer a gift in her honor. Is there a charity that was really significant to her? Or is there a way that we as a community, as a company can help honor this really important person in your life who you won't be able to spend the holidays with? You know, something like that can cost you a little bit of time and a couple hundred dollars, but can have a really significant impact on that person on your team feeling like they are acknowledged, feeling like their life matters, and feeling like they're seen and celebrated during a time when they may feel more isolated or lonely than than would be typical of them. The last thing I want to say about this season of grief is... When grief is most present, there's also an invitation to make aliveness very present. And aliveness is the things that reaffirm our own connection to our lives. That is the rationale for pressing into joy or for pursuing play, for laughing really hard. So Again, this idea that just because you are also in grief, just because you're missing someone, just because there's an empty seat at the table does not need to keep you from joy in any capacity that you have it within you. If anything, it's often the loss of those people that invite us into deeper joy, deeper connection, longer, tighter hugs with the people that we care about, and this deep realization that our moments are very, very precious. And so whatever it looks like for you this holiday season, to let your grief inform your aliveness, your life, and have a little bit of, I guess, a mischievous rebellion with the voices around you or within you 
that say that grief has to look like a certain way or holidays have to look like a certain way, we are always making meaning out of what's offered to us. And we are always trying to figure out how to live the best possible version of our lives despite the conditions that give us pain or suffering. And let this be a season of really leaning in to love, to beauty, to joy, to play, to connection, to friendship, to family, to hugs and kisses, and not letting anything threaten the aliveness to which you are very lucky to be given. So thanks so much for listening, for watching this video, and I hope that your holiday season is rich with joy as well as grief. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health bootcamp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.